Welcome to the Value Scripts. We have today, once again, our lovely co-host, Meredith Carmichael. I'm Lonnie Carmichael, and we appreciate you listening to the Value Script Podcast, where we are here to bring value every episode to the everyday person. And today, I wanted to go back and revisit a couple topics. For one, how's uh, phase one treating you over there, babe? Oh, it's tough. <laughs> it, it makes 75 hard feel easy, honestly. It's good. It's wow. Kind of, wait, wait, wait. Good. Where's the explosion? Where's the... You just dropped a bomb. No, right? Yeah, like so 75 hard. Make 75 hard easy because it's not called 75 easy for a reason. Right. No, 75 hard was definitely hard. And phase one is hard. It, it just is. It's hard to get all of those things done in one day and still, you know, you? have life and That's, seven kids. and. But... I, yes, yes, I agree. I, it is difficult, but I, I've kind of reflected on. Okay, so is that a failing? Is that is that a failing on myself not being as organized and um, driven uh, in a particular direction or in, in the direction you'd be going every day? And that's why it's hard because really we're just doing the things we need to be doing anyway. For sure, minus maybe the extra workout, but yeah. Um, you know, everything's so good though. Like the, the visualization, that's super good. Like, I think everybody should be doing that every day, you know, and be mindful to med- meditate. Well, that's one of our things we're one of our powerless tasks. Powerless. So I'll go over so the list. Really so, um, you know, two workouts a day. I'm on the 75 hard app. If you guys are doing 75 hard or phase one, I would very much recommend you download the 75 hard app and no, Andy doesn't pay me to promote this. But I just think it is um, that much that valuable. I do think there's a nominal cost in obtaining the app, but I do credit the app with my success in finishing 75 hard, and because it'll remind you. Like yesterday, um, phase one, I thought I was done with everything. I was getting ready to just kind of lull myself into uh, falling asleep, and I was like, I looked at the app, and I was like, I didn't take a cold shower yet. I got to take a cold shower. <laughs> So save me on that. But mm-hmm. you, know, you got your two workouts. You need to take a progress picture every day, which interesting. I don't want, I was going to say a highlight enough, but uh, a very, very prominent figure that promotes the program. Um, well, Andy himself, Andy was willing to be vulnerable enough and honest enough with his, with everybody to say, Hey, I missed a progress pick on day 25. So tomorrow is day one. And rather than looking at like, Oh crap, he was like, so that just means I'm up a hundred days of 75 hard. I'm going to be that much better after doing it. So I'm excited, (laughs) you know, and I thought that was great, but, um, 10 pages of reading, drinking a gallon of water, follow a diet, no cheat meals or alcohol, five minutes of a cold shower, eight powerless critical tasks and 10 minutes dedicated visualization. It's good. All of it's so good. It's, and it is, um, you definitely have to be disciplined to get all of those things done every day. It's not easy. But then, so phase one, then you add in your your power list, right? Your well, task. well, I just went through that was all phase one of the, with the power list in it. But um, again, it, it it's kind of like a reset wake up call of really this is kind of what you should be doing anyway. Like if you want to have the most productive life possible, right. you want to be healthy, um, you want to keep good mental health. You need to eat. You need to feed your body good things. You need to drink adequate water to have adequate hydration. Uh, most people are chronically dehydrated, and it has an impact into your physiology, every body system, your mental outlook, even your the way you feel alert, and even your drive and your hormone production. Water, just water does. So you're drinking adequate hydration, feeding your body good things. You're outdoors 
exercising. So you're getting sunlight. You're getting exposure to the elements, to being outdoors. You're not just inside a box and, and you go to another box and you drive in a box to another box to walk in and talk to people in another box. I mean, you kind of get outside our boxes and, and you start interacting with nature. You're, you're doing... Um, the visualization is powerful. What you mentioned, visualization was powerful. Tell tell me your thoughts on that, or share with us. Well, I think because you're intentionally doing it every day. I know for me, I've had moments where I would visualize, um, you know, the way I wanted my life to go and things that I wanted to make happen and that kind of thing. But but not every day, and not intentionally for ten minutes, certainly. So just having that quiet time to sit still and focus my thoughts in that way is powerful and it's good same with meditating like man there's i am very new to meditating so um i certainly don't have that honed in um but but i've i'm growing to love it like it's it's powerful to just i think think the way our lives are structured now people don't just sit and have quiet time themselves and be present in the moment like we're just so overstimulated and so busy and so pulled in so many different directions like it is important to ground yourself and to just have time with your own thoughts yeah so on our powerless tasks Meredith and I both chose meditation I have prayer on there because I need to get back into more regular prayer and communication with with God and I need that I'm, I'm better when I'm more spiritual. I just am. And so I need that in my life. And I've gotten out of the habit. But with meditation, it is also one of my powerless tasks, um, as well as Meredith's. I was listening to Dr. Joe Dispenza, and he was um, talking with Jay Shetty. And, and Jay Shetty was interviewing him about meditation. And Dr. Joe says, well, you know what they say? Everybody should meditate for 20 minutes a day, unless you're really busy. And then you should meditate for an hour a day. <laughs> and, and it's kind of like what there you, go. you know and it's just like what you're saying they, they they were speaking to exactly what you're talking about like you know people that are depressed are stuck on things from the past mm-hmm. right and people that are anxious are focusing on things that aren't going to happen in the future unless you can accurately predict the future you're worrying about stuff that's never going to happen right? right the only way to be in the per- perfect or the only moment we have the only moment that's relevant and that matters is the moment we are in right now because it's the only moment we can guarantee ourselves and it's the only moment we have anything to do anything with it's the only moment within which we can create it's the only moment within which we can reflect and so the point of meditation is to bring us into the presence and bring us into the current moment and help us to focus on the now yeah yeah, and it's powerful. There's power there rather than getting stuck in the past that you can't do anything about. It really, like, I love listening to Dr. Joe because he explains that so well that you just, people get frustrated with their lives, but they keep themselves stuck by their habitual, ha- you know, their habits that they can't break out of because they're constantly focused on the past and they can't get, you know, bring themselves into the present moment. Yeah, so meditating is a powerful way to have to do that. In fact, even meditating um, the other night, I did a Dr. Joe guided meditation because I don't know what I'm doing. So 
I figure, and I trust Dr. Joe. Some of the stuff on YouTube, the guided meditations, I'm like, are these guys brainwashing me to do something that I don't have? Am I going to become a sleeper cell, or you know, what's yeah, am I going to go insane? Like I don't know what's going. Like the binaural beats, like those kind of freak me out. Um, but um, we did have some success with one of those one time. I don't know if you remember, we did a binaural beat meditation. Do you remember that? In the backyard? No. No, I no, that was not guess it. I don't remember yeah, that. Yeah, it was it was a little more of a passionate encounter. Oh yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, do we need to try that again? Maybe, I don't know. I don't know. Do we need to try that again? Well, I don't remember oh, what you're okay. talking about. I was saying maybe we're lacking on the passion side, no. so we need to get back. To no, it just sounded the fun. passionate encounter. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I don't know why. Oh, I don't that's remember awesome. This. Maybe I need more details that you can't share right now. Yeah, thanks, baby. You're really making me look great. That'll be a discussion for later. <laughs> Wonderful sport. <laughs> yeah. Off the podcast. There we go. All right. Sheesh. I just lost all train of thought. Anyway, <laughs> meditating the other night, I had a very powerful message that came to my mind as I was doing the guided Dr. Joe uh, meditation on YouTube. And I realized that one of the lies or one of the incorrect messages that is part of my old programming. You're going to cut that out? Yes. Okay. All, right. Nope. All right. Perfect. Thanks. <laughs> I will haunt your dreams. No. <laughs> that might be in there. <laughs> anyway, back to the meditation. So this is super profound. Dang it. Here we go. But um, we, I, was, I was doing the guided Dr. Joe meditation and... I came to me and he was talking to, he just asked after, you know, he guided you to a certain state. Um, what is part of the lies that you've told yourself your whole life? And just in a, I wasn't actively trying to think, but a thought popped up and it was, it was significant. It was that I have, I, I believed until basically that night, which was a couple nights ago. I did not deserve to have the nice things in my life that I had. And so when I would attain a certain level of success, I would self-sabotage and I would either coast or um, do things intentionally to mess things up or subconsciously or unintentionally to mess things up. And I just thought that made a lot of things make sense over the last few years that, you know, here I am with a great career and a great start and we have a phenomenal family, we have phenomenal children, and why, why in the world, you know, did I, how did, how did my brain let me go to the deep end and try to, try to drown it all? And it made sense in my mind that um, I didn't believe I deserved any of it. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, I don't know, that's one thing that's fascinating to me is how your subconscious brain can really kind of take over and you don't really understand or recognize what's happening right like because in the moment you certain well like lots of like you didn't recognize that that's what was happening but looking back you can see how that fundamental belief that core belief in yourself influenced a lot of your behavior right totally At least you can see the ramifications of that, you know? Yeah. And moving 
through that, you didn't know that was what the driving force was, right? But but now looking back, you can totally see that. So I, I wanted to share some things from this book I'm reading, Don Miguel Ruiz's The Circle of Fire. But it was, uh, help me reflect upon, we did an episode on self-love, and it was a great episode. I feel it turned out well, but I didn't think after reading this, it was complete. And I just wanted to share a couple excerpts and have us talk about that a little bit. But there's in, in this book, there's information and then there's um, uh, guided prayers, actually. And so um, it's, it's kind of new to me. I was never taught to offer scripted prayers or to read prayers. And I know that some of my friends in other faiths, that, that is how they pray. You know, they read a prayer. And so um, part of this prayer is, you know, um, grant me the courage and the will to forgive the people I love the most. Help me to forgive every injustice I feel in my mind and to love other people unconditionally. I know the only way to heal all the pain in my heart is through forgiveness. And I thought that was significant for a lot of the topics we've covered and especially a lot of the interaction we've had and comments and things that we've had with people that have listened because people that are harboring resentment with their spouse, right? They're hoping that their spouse may heal them or that a discussion or a conversation will. But, you know, here, um, you know, Don Miguel Ruiz goes through, like, I love the last sentence. I know the only way to heal all the pain in my heart is through forgiveness. I love that. Like, to me, that was like. That's so powerful. Yeah. So, so powerful. And, and I love how he starts out to forgive the people that I love the most. Right. Because sometimes, why is that so hard? It's well, just, because you feel, you may feel wrong by those people. Like right. they may have hurt you or, un, you know, unintentionally or unintentionally, you have angst or negative feeling from interactions you've had with them. And so, but, you know, having extreme ownership in this situation, like you can still forgive. Yeah. And the so, only way to heal your own heart is to actually do that. Right, right. So powerful because as I was reading... Five love languages, which we're going to talk about later. But one of my favorite things that stands out says forgiveness is not a feeling. It's a commitment. It is a choice to show mercy, not to hold the offense up against the offender. Forgiveness is an expression of love. Wow. Right? Like, I mean, it's powerful. And, but I love that it's not a feeling because so many times, like, we think, well, I don't, I don't feel like I'm ready for that. Well, and you might not be, but, but to be committed to, get to that to next that, level, you want to get to right. If you do, you want to heal, or do you just right. want to hold on to your angst? Let's because, stay stuck. Yeah, yeah, that's powerful. That's really good. I think you're really good at that, by the way. And I think honestly, when I read this paragraph, I thought of us and how you did this. Like you forgave me, like without me even asking, and that was the reason we were able to. And you were able to love me unconditionally is because you forgave me. Like, had you not forgiven me, you couldn't have loved me unconditionally. Right. And we wouldn't have made it. And not, yeah. and not to shirk my own personal responsibility. I'm just saying I was so far gone the other way. Like, you know, I'd already, I'd already kind of given up. Mm-hmm. And, and it, was, it was a bad situation. And so I know that that has implication in people healing and doing better. Maybe it's just paid Justin a visit. <laughs> which is amazing by the way because mavis does not like men mavis is a rescue dog and she, she this has taken a long time she, she, <laughs> wait she does love a man oh you are her favorite person on the planet hands down 
Yes. This took 18 episodes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this took work. And I think this is only because I threw the ball for her earlier. Right. <laughs> you, you did My do best. that. <laughs> right. There was another point here he talks about today you can take a greater step to return to love by healing your relationship with yourself. Love for yourself is the key to loving others. Love begins with you. When your relationship with yourself is based on love and respect, your relationship with everything in life will change, including your relationships with the people you love. And then he goes in to talk about like um, that, that relationship that you have with yourself. You begin with yourself because you need to have love in order to give love. You need to have self-respect in order to give respect. The relationship needs to be based on respect. If there's no respect, sooner or later, there is going to be a broken heart. And um, I, I, what, I, what I like, he talks about selfishness versus love. And with self-love, learning to enjoy your own presence you know, that's, mm-hmm. I think, pretty that's powerful, hard. Right? Because, yeah. right, like, yes, that, yeah. that can be really hard. That is very hard. It can be very hard. Uh, that's, like, one of our main topics for our Athletes with Anxiety company that my friend and I started. Uh, it is so hard to be by yourself in your own presence because for us, it's, like, with anxiety, it's, like, our thoughts are our biggest fear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like, how do you be by yourself, as yourself, and love yourself, and love yourself, and, and enjoy the experience? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because most, well, and that's where it takes practice, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and that's what we're. I'm still learning. You know, it's I'm going on like a four or five year journey, journey to get to this point, and that was all like firing and rewiring my brain. Doctor Joe Spenza, tons of different, you know, mental outlooks and changing my lifestyle and learning to be by myself is still something that I haven't quite grasped, but I'm working on. I, I I'm with you. Yeah. I don't necessarily love to be alone. Yeah. I hate it <laughs> to be honest. There's times when I do enjoy it. Right. Yeah. But that's generally right after work, <laughs> you know, like yeah. when I need a time, a minute to decompress. Yeah. But like if I'm here by myself and everybody's gone, and it's for a prolonged period of time. It gets, I don't know. I don't like that. I start to get lonely and I start mm-hmm. to miss human interaction. And, and I think it is because I still don't have the relationship with myself that I need to have. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm working towards that too, but I appreciate you sharing that Justin, because yeah. it, for me, it has been hard Yeah, and, and it has felt like it shouldn't be. Yeah. But it is it, like the, my partner for the company, he hates it when his roommate is gone. Like his, his roommate has to leave all the time because he house sits in a place in Texas. And uh, when he's gone, he's like, hey, man, can I come over? He's like, I just don't like being by myself because then our, your thoughts start racing. Right. Your subconscious starts getting a little stronger. Yeah. And you're like, it starts to get a little scary sometimes with, totally. with anxiety and depression. But looking forward to um, hope, like I thought, I think this nugget here that um, – Ruiz throws in here, he says, when you have self-love, you no longer live your life according to other people's opinions. So it's worth it to push through to get that because how nice would it be to be able to go through life and really not have to care? Like, it's not to say that you're not going to care what other people think, but you're not going to base how you feel about yourself on their opinions. Mm-hmm. You don't need other people's opinions, accolades, or praise. Which as is, long as you love yourself, that's enough. Yeah, which I think is the biggest issue with social media nowadays is that statement right there is that 
social media is just literally seeking reassurance from how many likes can I get? Exactly. Exactly. And that was a one thing my therapist told me was do not seek reassurance because the reassurance should be coming from yourself and seeking reassurance is just a, uh, um, insecurity within yourself and your mind. And so I taught myself cause for the longest time when I'd go into a panic attack, my mind would never like, I couldn't even think straight. And like, I didn't know what panic was. First thing I'd ask my parents is like, am I okay? Like, am I going to die? Like, is oh, there wow. something wrong with me? Yeah. So those questions would come into my head because my insecurity of the panic attack would try to seek reassurance. So I had to teach myself to not ask those questions. So what do you do instead? Self-assure? Or? Well, that's just the journey was just, you know, learning that, okay, I am going to be okay. okay. Like it took me, it just took time right. to like, you know, it was just, you know, it's like when you're playing football or something, it's like, it's really hard when you first start, but then once you figure it out, it's like, you know, okay, I got this, you know, kind of thing. Yeah, that's, it's incredible. So why does it have to be so hard sometimes? Yeah, right? I know. But yeah. I appreciate you sharing that. The last thing I wanted to share this book, you talked about honoring your physical body. And um, I'm not thoroughly through this book, so I might have some more nuggets next time. But um, I just, I don't want to sell out that this is the only thing good in the book. There's a lot of nuggets in here. But this is uh, the physical body, you know, he likens it to an animal that's completely loyal to you. It takes you wherever you want to go. It gives you all the pleasures in life, eating, drinking, running on the beach, playing. What do we do? We abuse our body. We judge our physical body. We are ashamed of our physical body. and Our physical body suffers. Nobody abuses our physical body more than we do. We treat our pets and our dogs and our cats better than we treat our own body. We are the ones that are not loyal to our own body. And he said, I propose that you treat your body just as you would treat a precious loved one in your life. Stop being selfish with your physical body and give it whatever it needs to be healthy and happy. Can you do that? Wow. I thought that was powerful. That's great. Like, like, you know, that's true. Like, how often are we good to our, you know, our own bodies? Like, I was, you know, a few months ago, I was 270 pounds um, on the verge of cirrhosis and a stroke within a year and a half. Um, due to high blood pressure and some of the other liver markers I had that were marking cardiac inflammation because I was taking such horrible care of my body. At the same time, my mental state was horrible, right? Mm-hmm. And that's not a coincidence. That goes hand in hand. And um, getting healthier, seeking quality foods, getting my health under control um, was was one of the key factors that helped me get my mind under control. Oh, yeah. Uh, if I start eating like like crap, getting bad sleep, Drinking sodas, drinking, right? Like those start piling up, and then all of a sudden, a week later, I have a panic attack, and I'm dealing with anxiety for the day, and I'm like, "Oh my god, why am I feeling like this?" But then I relook back at my last week that I had. Gotta walk like, yourself oh, back through. Well, I did. I, I did this. <laughs> X Y Z. And then it's this. like, why do we do that to ourselves? Right? Yeah. Then you just get frustrated. With- yeah. Like, why do I keep falling into these bad habits? Yeah. But then I was seeing those times where, like, I stuck with, a, you know, eating better, drinking more water, working out. And then all of a sudden, I'm, like, three months down the road. I don't even think about it. I haven't had anxiety in three months. And I'm like, oh, shit. Like, I didn't even realize I wasn't having anxiety that entire time. 
I, I did want to say too, just while I'm thinking about it, like I've had comments from people that say like, gosh, 75 hard. I don't know that I can commit to that. It seems so overwhelming. And I, it makes me nervous to even start because I don't want to fail and that kind of thing. Like if, if you're in that place, like at least like pick a few things. Of first, the, yeah, but first of all, they're right. Like if they're not sure they can finish, they're not going to finish. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> like, for you know, sure. If they're not willing to come out, like you like finishing 75 hard is, is possible because you have decided no other outcome is going to happen. Right. You burn the ship right? right now. Like even the founder of the program misses a progress pick every once in a while. Right. And starts and over, the, starts next over the next day. Right. That's what yeah. you were saying you know? the other day, right? Now it's a hundred days. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I just, or I think even in, earlier in this episode, or, yeah. check your edit. I think it was this episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, yeah. but, um, yeah, he was, I mean, so it, it's hard. It is hard. It's hard, but, but it's, did but you guys fail? No. You, you guys have never failed? With we it? have. I took, oh. yeah, it took me four oh. attempts. So I had three failures. Okay. So I'd gotten, I think the furthest I'd ever gone was like 27, 28 days. Yeah. Uh, before, but in January when I was like, you know, Andy's like, this is the fastest way to fix your shit. I was like, I, I, need, to, I need to fix my shit. Yeah. Like, it has gone on long enough. I, I, remember. I need to pull this all together and I need the outcome. And so I was vested in the outcome so much, I wasn't going to fail. Yeah. Well, I remember us uh, when we had that like sit down lunch for the podcast and you had talked about, I, I only ever get to 28 days or whatever it was. Yeah. Right. You're like, I've only gotten to 28 days four times. One, and, I, or whatever I didn't even was. get that far all yeah. four times that was like yeah. the furthest yeah. I ever got yeah, but, but, I'm, but I'm saying right. you always got to a point and it failed and then I remember on your Instagram you posted when you got to the 30 day I messaged you I was like dude you yeah. did it you got past it broke the streak yeah and yeah. then that's when almost your first episode came out you were like I gotta do an episode on 75 hard yeah yeah it was a really phenomenal, but we're, yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I thought maybe that was, those are some great things to add to our, our episode on self-love and um, also, you know, the, our journey into phase one and the rest of the Live Hard program is us reconnecting with ourselves and loving ourselves and doing what our bodies needed all along so that we could have, so it was possible for us to have the mental health that we needed to be able to get through the things we're going through. Mm-hmm. So good. It really is so good. And like you said, like the, I don't know, doing all, like all of those things just put you in the right mindset to be able to do what you need to do. But also like we, we realized we were talking this morning, like the only way to get everything done, like, like truly and balance everything else that you have in life is to like wake up early. Yeah. (laughs) You know, having just worked out so you can't sleep and then that makes it harder. So you don't sleep till you know, midnight, one o'clock, and you're trying to wake up. You just got to break the cycle, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's one of the things that we're going to, I'm going to add to my powerless task is waking up, baby. Waking up, baby. <laughs> waking up. Don't let your dreams die. Yeah, don't hey, don't hit the snooze button and let your <laughs> dreams die. Love that from Jocko. It's good. All right. If you don't understand the reference, listen to the previous episode. Very good. All right, babe. So I think we uh, wrap up for today. And thanks for listening to the value script. Again, if you found value, Please like, subscribe, and share it with somebody else that you know will benefit from this message. We appreciate you listening. Have a great day.